Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, 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 my friends, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. This next 30 minutes, I believe, can change your life if you let it. I usually have guests and themes each week, twice a week, every single week, of course, we're, um, whether you listen to us in the car, at the gym, or if you're subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing on iTunes and all the rest of the stuff, um, I usually bring entrepreneurs with stories about just their business itself, and we might get into that. But this week, I have a really special guest, someone I've connected with over the last year, and it's just so inspiring to me. His name is Jesse Walker, and he's the creator of the Fit Over 40, or sorry, Fit Beyond 40 brand, and he does all things being fit beyond 40 years old. Now, when you see the guy, you'd think, I don't know how old you are, but you look great. He has a huge amount of energy. He's already laughing at this. But Jesse Walker, he's a number one best-selling author. He's a speaker and a fitness evangelist. His passion is sharing fitness in a very straightforward, no-nonsense way to help you overcome health and fitness challenges, achieve lifelong vitality and energy. And if you have an intense work schedule, if you're ever getting burned out from your career and overwhelmed with family responsibilities, it's like, again, his whole mantra is how do you incorporate your own health and fitness into a busy life? So I thought for that reason, most of us serial entrepreneurs would love to hear from a guy like that. Please welcome to the show, Jesse Walker. Jesse, how are you, my friend? I am doing awesome, Matt. Thanks so much for having me, brother. Dude, I'm excited. I know we've uh, we've been trying to connect for a few months now, and the day has arrived. So I can't wait. Can I start picking your brain? Is that okay? A hundred percent, man. Go for it. Awesome. So Jesse Walker is Mister, like you're Mister Fit Beyond Forty, um, and I've seen pictures, especially like on your YouTube channel. Um, you have some video where you show, you know, like a lot of fitness gurus, so to speak. You have the you now, who you are. And you have the you from the past. What, at what age did you have that kind of wake up moment when you're like, what's going on? I need to take back control. Or has this always been kind of a gradual thing? Or was it like an overnight, uh, you know, hit rock bottom? Like, tell me a little bit about your story of really regaining ownership over your fitness a little bit later in life. Yeah, you know, that's an excellent, that's an excellent question. So, with me, it's a little bit different of a story, I think, than a lot of the fitness gurus that are out there. So I'm 49 at this point, um, but I started off as a, you know, as a as a fat kid, right? I was I was a chubby kid growing up, and back in the 70s, growing up as an overweight kid, it's a little bit different than being an overweight kid now, because now childhood obesity is you know is out of control, which is a whole other conversation, but it's a lot more common. Back growing up in the 70s, I was one of the few fat kids, so I got picked on a lot. And it affected me a lot socially, you know, for obvious reasons. So I spent a lot of my teens and my 20s really trying to exercise and starve myself and figure out how to look good and reading all the 80s muscle and fitness magazines and all that stuff to try to, you know, keep it in check. So I looked like everybody else and people wouldn't make fun of me. Well, when I got into my 30s and 40s, you know, uh, work family, all those things that everybody has for the reasons for gaining weight. Well, all those things happen to me as well. But unfortunately with me, on top of gaining weight and becoming obese, I also had all the sickness that came along with it with the diabetes and 
chronic inflammation, low testosterone, and on and on. So I had a whole lot of those issues to deal with. Was that type two diabetes? At what age did you start? Did that start showing up? So it was uh, it was type two. I was pre diabetic, and that started uh, late thirties and went through my early forties. Um, is uh, is is where I is where I finally fixed it. So what happened was my daughter was born, and my daughter was born when I was forty three years old, and because at that point. Um, I've been dealing with these health issues for so long. I, I looked at it and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not going to be around if I don't get this fixed, you know, right now. And so that's when I made the decision. But, you know, Matt, I'd love to say once I made that decision, it all worked. <laughs> and I was able to lose the weight and get in shape immediately. But that's not what happened. Um, I really still had no idea what to do. And I've been doing those yo-yo diets and all kinds of crap for all those years and never had any real success with them that lasted. And so I spent the next couple of years, I, I got some good coaches. I, um, I tried a bunch of different things. I basically turned my body into a Petri dish and really just figured out what was going to work and lose the weight and then be able to keep it off for life. And so that's what I was able to do. And then once I was able to do that, then I really, I, I decided I wanted to start sharing that with other people because I realized myself how much freedom that gave me, how much better it made me feel and how much, <clears throat> how much more positive my future now became because I made that change for myself. And it's great when I'm able to help other people do that same thing. And that's so epic. So for you, when you were first starting to make those changes, did it like become an instant priority for you? Cause I know like for me, when I get really motivated about something and usually when it comes to health, it's, you know, I look in the mirror and I see, wait a minute, like, cause I, you've seen me in person a few times. Like I'm a pretty small dude, like as you know, stature goes and, when I was young, I started working out um, the opposite reason, but pretty similar to you. It was like, I wasn't the fat kid. I was the, the skinny little scrawny kid. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be this tiny little kid. I want to you know, make a change. But then over the years, life gets really busy. And what I really want to talk to you about today is the busy lifestyle and the way that you've at 49 years old been able to look and feel the way you do. I know you have uh, a ton of ways to, to make that happen. When you were first making your changes, was life incredibly busy or was it like, Hey, uh, cause I've had seasons when I didn't have a ton going on and I could focus mm -hmm. on that. Or I see 25 year old guys, you know, that like their life is going to the gym and I go, of course it is no wife, <laughs> no kids, no business. Like this is what you do. And, but I don't want to be pessimistic and say, just wait till it, it, you know, you get busy cause then you won't have time anymore. That's so negative and it's not true. Mm -hmm. Were you really busy then when you first did it or was it easy to focus on it? And then over time, you got busier and busier and you had to, to start figuring out hacks and ways around it. Tell me a little bit about your schedule life. Yeah, no, it was incredibly busy. So I worked in the automotive industry. And if you're familiar with the automotive industry, we work ridiculous hours. Um, and, we're, and I'm here in Florida. So in a lot of states, uh, the car dealerships are closed on Sundays, not here in Florida. So there are plenty of times where there are seven days a week. Um, you know, working a tremendous amount of hours and eating the sort of food that you're going to eat when you work at a dealership. So those challenges were, were always in place. And in order for me to overcome them, I had to, first off, I had to accept that this was now a priority. And I think that's really the biggest challenge that most people have um, is accepting that their health and fitness is 100% a priority. Because what I found, even with working with all my clients, that once they accept it as a 100% priority, 
then they are able to find even 10 or 15 minutes a day to do something towards bettering their health. And that's really, really what the key is. It's you know, most people are, are looking for reasons why they can't do anything. And what I show people is ways to look for reasons they can. And that, that's really the difference. Talk to me about the belief system of five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. Um, for me, like, I feel like I have a disconnect. And mm-hmm. every time I do an interview, especially with someone as good as you, like, I find that the way to get into it the most is just to lay my life out there. So I find myself with this cognitively, consciously, I know it's a false belief, right? That you have to like take an hour and you have to go to the gym and you have to be on this big regiment. I realize that I could wake up or in between on my interviews, I'm in my office at home right now in the podcast studio. I could easily hang up with you and do five minutes or 10 minutes of exercises and stretches, but I don't. And I feel like I have these competing beliefs. Could you speak to that a little bit about what it takes to actually in your bones believe that 10 minutes can make a difference? You know where I'm going with that? Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, the funny thing is I dealt with a lot of the same questions that you have and, you know, cause I'm old school, you know I mean? In, in the eighties, you're reading the muscle and fitness mags and all those guys are in the gym for three hours a day. And that seems like that's absolutely what you have to do. But what I realize, especially now, is I never want to spend that kind of time in the gym, period, end of story. Um, that's like a nightmare. I'm like, why am I living my life if I have to be in the gym doing leg day, you know, three hours on Saturday? That is, <laughs> even if I had the time, that's not what I want to do. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And, and truthfully, for most people, there's no reason that you need to ever, ever do that. Uh, you know, what I tell my clients is the most you want to ever spend in the gym really is an hour and that includes cardio. So, and that's, you know, if, and that's, if you're doing, let's say you're working out for 30 minutes and you do 30 minutes of cardio. Now speaking to the five, 10 minute thing. So yes, there is, there's obviously you're going to get more benefit if you have a 30 minute straight session than a five minute session. I mean, there's just more time and more stuff that you can do. But the fact of the matter is we build confidence out of consistency. So if all you're able to consistently do is five days a week, take five minutes out and do something for your health, after a while, your body gets conditioned to, hey, listen, I'm a healthy person. I consistently do healthy things. And that's really the trick. And once you start doing that, then you go, you know what, I can, I can do five minutes. Maybe I can do 10. And then you move to 20. And then you start making time for 30 because you realize how much better that makes you feel. Um, and then here's the other thing. Let's say there's a busy day and Matt's got a whole bunch of meetings and he, he knows he can't make it to the gym. But what he knows he can also do is he's got a little eight minute strength training workout that he can do in the comfort of his own home. So he doesn't miss a day. And that makes a difference. So having, so would you say like, and I guess probably goes to the same with, with cooking or diet. Like if you don't have any go-to recipes or a go-to process to have healthy food, it's like then it's not about choosing, you know, uh, McDonald's over making something at home. It's almost like choosing the known, which is fast food versus the unknown, which is, you know, this, this diet. And the same goes for the exercise, right? Like I can choose my known, which is, Hey, I know if I just hang out and stay at home, or if I just continue working on my laptop, I know how to do that. But if I have eight minutes, I don't actually know what to do for my eight minutes. Um, how do you figure that out? And I love to spend some of our time, if you're okay with that, kind of getting into some of those hacks and some of the, you know, the eight minute exercise regimens and 
I love one of your videos on your YouTube channel, guys. Check this out. Uh, not while you're driving, but later on, uh, or if you're home right now, go to YouTube and look for search fit beyond 40. Spell out the word 40, F-O-R-T-Y, fit beyond 40. It's got some killer videos on here. And one of them I love is, um, uh, where did this go? Oh, here we go. 20 exercises you can do in front of the TV. Like that's so epic. So if you're literally sitting watching your own YouTube channel or you're watching Grey's Anatomy or Friends, or I, I guess I'm going to go back to the 90s right now, but you know, whatever <laughs> you're watching, um, 20 exercises you can do. So it, can you speak a little bit about like what you would do in those eight minutes? Do you, is it stretching? Is it a whole bunch of exercises? How do you figure that out? You know, yeah, besides, that's an excellent question. Yeah, how do you figure it out? So you, you bring up a good point, though. You must go into whatever you do with a plan. A lot of times I get people that will say to me, hey, you know, Jesse, I don't know why I can't lose weight. I mean, I eat healthy and, you know, I, I walk or and I eat healthy and I exercise. But it's all generals, you know, I mean, they, they just they, they believe they eat healthy because they feel like they're eating healthy stuff and they believe they exercise because they know sometimes they do something but they don't actually have a plan to follow. And anytime, even when you walk into the gym, if you don't have a plan, there's no telling what you're gonna do that day. Uh, you know, maybe I'll just do some legs. So same thing with your eight minutes. If you only have eight minutes, you really need to know exactly what you're going to do for those eight minutes and push to get that done. Um, otherwise, you're going to waste a lot of that time deciding what you're gonna do next uh, yes. is, is the way to do it. So. Um, you know, and, and really there's, there's no fixed, um, there's no one best eight minute program. Right. But what I, uh, I have one, I call a, um, uh, uh, my little transformation workout. Right. And it's pretty easy. It's just, uh, you do some push ups, you do squats, then you'll do some burpees and then you'll do some lunges and you'll do those in rounds. Um, you know, you can do up to four rounds of those and so you'll say that do again. Each, so what? So what are the three exercises that'd be really easy to do? Yeah, burpees are burpees are the hardest. <laughs> uh, yeah, burpees are the hardest, but um, but push-ups virtually anybody can do, and you can modify them so that you can do them. Squats are body weight squats to begin with, but you can modify them and you know add some dumbbells or make them jump squats. And burpees you can modify and make easy. And then lunges, same thing. I mean, all of these are exercises that anybody can do to some degree. And what you would do is you would do maybe 10 sets of each one and then do another circuit. And then do those circuits for eight minutes. And that'll bring up your heart rate and it'll work your muscles. Just things like that. So just to say, I love that. Because again, when I think, man, how can I be efficient in eight minutes? But you're just saying pick like three simple body weight exercises. So I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to literally like do this. Um, as soon as we hang up, heck, I might even do it on the air. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like pick 10 burpees, 10 push-ups, 10 squats or 10 lunges or something like that. Yep. And how long would that whole take? I mean, that round will be what, like literally a, a minute or two yeah, probably I mean, for that, a round. That whole round will be a minute. Uh, and then you could take a, you would do the best way to do that would be to do it without resting. Right. And then you oh, would okay. Rest. So no 30 second rest in between, not between each exercise. You would rest at the end. Awesome. You'd rest at the end of the circuit. That would be the ideal way to do it to really get your heart rate going. But again, all this is about modifying. If you're brand new and you can't do that, then take a break and then do the next exercise. Yeah. 
speak to this, if you would, what, what result can you really get? Let's just say I go, okay, I'm really busy and I'm a little motivated. Like I want to try this eight minute thing, Mm -hmm. but I know I'm not ready to face the gym or whatever my issue or my excuse is. I'm not ready to do that. What if I did this every day or Uh five days a week, eight minutes a day, if I just did that in the morning or did that after lunch or whatever it is, what kind of result could I legitimately expect? Like, would I start to see some changes with it? Would I just start feeling better and that would be get more activity? What, what, like, what kind of transformation can you really expect in eight minutes? Yeah, um, that's, that's a hard one to answer because training is only part of the equation and nutrition is an, another part of the equation and that as far as the as far as the results that people are looking to normally is the way they look how much fat loss they have those sort of things so that's going to be entirely dependent upon your nutrition now as far as your strength and endurance you're going to start to see that change very very rapidly whenever you do anything like that consistently you're going to get stronger quickly within a couple of weeks you'll notice a big difference with how many you can do how little rest you need um, being able to add weight, that's very, very fast. Love that. Let, let's, let, let's jump into the, uh, the TV exercises. Does mm-hmm. some of this go into that? Or like, what, what are some, some hacks, some ways that I'm a crazy busy entrepreneur? How can I just start doing something? Uh, and I love the idea of Tony Robbins calls it net time when there's no extra time, NET. And it's like, you know, overlapping things. So it's like, I want to listen to personal development, you know, programs while I'm at the gym or while I'm doing dishes and things like that. Um, What I like is the idea of doing exercises and fitness with net time. So how would you implement that? And what are some of the easiest ways to get started? And the shortest ways, like I, I want small wins, right? Like, you know, I study motivation like you do. I want like a 30 second win. I want a two minute win something I can just do and feel good about myself as a, as a way to start. Where would you want me to start? Well, my, my favorite hack is um, what, I, what I do with my Pomodoro technique. That's my favorite hack that's fast. And I teach this to everybody that has a, that has a busy schedule. And the bottom line is, you know, you're familiar with the Pomodoro technique? Never heard of it. Okay, so it's named after um, a Italian for tomato, apparently. And what it is, is um, apparently is you set a timer for 25 minutes. Okay. And it's basically, it's really a productivity hack that I've modified for fitness, right? So you set a timer for 25 minutes at the end of, and during that 25 minutes, you're 100% focused on one task. Everything else is off. No cell phone, nothing. You're focused for 25 minutes. When the timer goes off, you have a five minute break. During that five minute break, you do whatever it is you want. So for fitness, what I suggest is maybe doing some chair squats, right? So you just push your chair back from the desk and you can just do some squats right there. Or if you live in a house with stairs or an office with stairs, go climb the stairs for five minutes or go walk around the block or meditate or just do something else, okay? At the end of that five minutes, you come back and you do another Pomodoro, which is another 25 minutes. Then you have another five-minute break. During that five-minute break, you can again do something fitness-related go get some water, or meditate. What ends up happening is over the course of, let's say, an eight-hour day, you've had 16 of these Pomodoros, right? So you could have done several little little things throughout the course of the day. Not every single one are you going to exercise, 
but you could have done several little things during the course of the day that you wouldn't have done either either way. Plus, you're more product you're more productive because you've been focused during that 25 minute window. Also, one thing you do after every like three or four of those pomodoros, make it a longer break, like 15, 20 minutes. Man, I love that. And and you're right, it's just a productivity uh, hack, but it's a great way to not get sucked into things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I I get 25 minutes and if I'm going to record this episode or I'm going to whatever, it's like I got to focus on this and I want to get it done in 25. I really, really like that. Well, Jesse, tell me about um, today, what for the most part, like what you're doing um, with, I know you, you're doing a lot of challenges online right now. And tell me about the power of a challenge. I've seen those before five, seven day challenges on Facebook. Um, and guys, you can follow Jesse at Facebook and you can find out exactly what Jesse Walker's doing. His Facebook is you fit beyond four zero. So the numbers 40, you fit beyond 40 with numbers. Um, and you can see exactly what he's doing. So tell me about the idea of a challenge and it seems to work really well because it's, I don't know, it may, maybe it's small wins, whatever it is. Um, what makes challenges work so well? And why is that a good way for people to kind of jump in and start making changes? So some things that really help people make a change is um, our support and accountability and community. And when you have a challenge and you have a group of people, you know, two, 300 people sometimes in one group at one time with five days with one goal. And the one goal is to figure out how to lose their weight and also to start to develop some better mindset and habits so that they can lose the weight and keep it off for their lifetime. So the reason these challenges work so well is that you've got all these people just working together and I'm just there as their coach and their guide. And I give them the information. I give them some action steps every day. They hop back in the group. They report what they did. We hop on the Facebook lives. We talk about it. We celebrate. And yeah, there's some really good results even just after, you know, the five day period. So it's, 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 it's really rewarding hearing some people. And then I have another group where they'll, a lot of the people that finish the challenge will go and they'll, they'll congregate and they'll talk about where they are after the challenge. Cause remember, I've only had five days with them and it was completely free. So a lot of them will say, you know, since the challenge now I'm down 20 pounds and I mean, these, these sort of things, it's, it's really neat. Wow. So, so would you say then what I'm hearing is like having community and accountability we throw it, we throw around the word accountability a ton as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Where, do, how does accountability fit? How do you actually define accountability? Do you use it? Is that a major part of it? Or are you more about like community encouragement? I know it all kind of fits, but I'm curious on your take on that. Right. It's not a punitive sort of accountability. It's just, I mean, we as people, we as humans, we, if there's resistance inside of us to do something, we are normally more apt to overcome that resistance if somebody else is expecting us to do it besides just ourselves. That's really the limit of the accountability. It's not, you know, nobody's hammering anybody over the head like you're supposed to do this. It's so that's really important is it's not yeah. punitive. And do you find like, does that get results? Like the people who do have, uh, in your point, like punitive accountability? Or is it I mean, really all about encouraging accountability? Yeah, I, I think I think I mean obviously both can get results. I would I think the encouragement is a much better way to go, uh, and then and then more importantly with the encouragement, I think people learn. The, the The idea for me, the idea isn't about fast fast weight loss. The idea is about learning how to be healthy for life, 
And so it's very important that they learn how to do it themselves. And just punishing them every single time they don't do something right is not the way to teach somebody lifelong help. Look, and we know that's true from Ivan Pavlov and his, you know, condition response with the dogs. Right. Um, you know, I, I remember watching people try to, an animal or a human all the same. It's like you don't rub the dog's nose in their pee when they make a mistake when they're being potty trained. Like some people believe that's what you're supposed to do and you punish them. Dogs don't learn to not pee inside, they learn to hide it and be scared. Right. <laughs> and they still do the same negative behaviors. Always encouragement and accountability and and you know making sure you know what's great. I love that. So if we want to get a hold of you, now you also um your book goes into this in a lot more detail as well. Um and guys if you check out fitbeyond40book.com, um there's an offer about really about Jesse's book and how you can grab a hold of his book for free. It's your best-selling book. Um, it's got the simple secrets to living longer, losing weight, looking great, feeling young again. Uh, it's pretty epic. You put in your email, boom, you get your copy of the book for free, Fit Beyond 40. What's, now, you go into a lot of that at, in the book, obviously. Um, as we wind down here in our time together, what, what's like, I don't know, if you have an extra, not a hack per se, but a lesson or a takeaway that you really, really want the world to get when it comes to fitness, especially in your age group, what do you want people to know? It's the priority thing is, is, the, is the biggest part of it. Uh, I believe for some reason, people feel like they have all the time in the world to get to the fitness when everything in their life lines up and now they have time to deal with it. And the problem is that Time's going by so quickly. I mean, I can't believe it's already October. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's already October. But for some reason, people don't become action takers with their fitness. And I'm speaking in general, not everybody, but a lot of people don't become action takers with their fitness until it becomes an emergency. You know, once a doctor calls them up and says, hey, listen, you've got this, or hey, listen, you've got this. Or even for me, it wasn't until my daughter was born that I really decided I got to get serious. You know, so. The fact of the matter is I could have been healthier before that and enjoyed some better life then. Um, my, my life insurance quote got tripled because I didn't take care of my health because of the diabetes, right? Um, so it's, it's, it's these sort of things. I, my, my, my biggest thing is just don't wait. Don't think you have plenty of time. Don't think that your fitness and health is not a priority. Take care of it now. That's it. Phenomenal words. Don't wait. Do it now. Jesse Walker, man, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and, and your advice and your friendship. Thank you so much, man. Hey, absolutely. And thanks so much for having me, man. Had a great time. Guys, that is the show for this week. Remember, you can follow Jesse Walker. Facebook is you fit beyond four zero, the numbers. And check it out, man. Cause like, you know, Jesse does these really, really cool five day challenges. And uh, it, it's, it's sweeping Facebook by, uh, by storm. It's a great way to, to, you know, to jump into a new idea, a new motivation. And you have a community of people that maybe you don't have all the support in your home or at your office, but you can jump on there and you can have a bunch of people all doing the same thing you're doing and with the same goals and have a guy like Jesse coaching you and loving you through it. So follow him on Facebook and see when the next challenge is starting. Follow him on YouTube. Just search the words fit beyond 40. His 
<coughs> excuse me, his videos will pop up and you're going to love, especially the 20 exercises you can do while you're watching television. And then of course, if you go to fitbeyond40book.com, you can get a copy of his free book and uh, his free best-selling book and find out so much more about taking your life to the next fitness level. I got to go and I'm going to jump in and do eight minutes of lunges and burpees and squats. I'm not doing push-ups today, but burpees, squats, and lunges. I'm doing it. I'm taking Jesse up on the challenge. So thanks so much for listening. As usual, get out this weekend and crush it.